Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. Hi, I'm Sam Bashir, CEO of Broadband Solutions, founder of Anodyne Can. I'm here today with Danny Kennedy on the podcast, Fitness and Lifestyle. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Did I get that right? Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Bash, welcome back to the show, brother. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to see you, man. I uh, always enjoy spending time with people like yourself, people who inspire me and um, and more importantly, just genuinely great people, and we haven't caught up for a long time. It has been a while. Um, our first two episodes <laughs> did exceptionally well and, and got such good feedback, so I'm just pumped to have you back on. I'm really grateful. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to see you. It's been a while, and it's nice to catch up with people. Sometimes it's nice to s- not see people for a while because then you have a lot to catch up on, and I thought, you know, what a great way to catch up over a podcast. Let's have a chat and share what's been happening, and um, yeah, let's do it over a public podcast and catch up at the same time. 100% man. Mate, uh, I've obviously, even though we haven't caught up for a long time, we try and stay in touch as much yep. as we can and um, and I, like many others, also try and keep up with, you know, whatever I see on socials as well and what you've been up to and um, I know that behind the scenes there's so much more to your life than, than what you show on socials as well but um, it looks like everything's going super well for you at the moment, man. So, I mean, in the past kind of 12 to 12 to 24 months, in with what you've been up to on, on the work side of things um, and the developments you've had within the businesses and, and the growth that you've seen? Sure. Um, so Anodyne Can, it's a, my baby, which is a medicinal cannabis company, which is almost going to two years now. Yep. Uh, the first year was kind of a pilot thing. We were just playing around with it. Um, we've had over 1,000 uh, patients, uh, which is fantastic. Um, it's something that I that was really close to my heart. I wanted to do something where we give back. It was never about making money. Mm. Um, so it's not a money-making business. That's the first thing people ask me, oh, are you making a killing? I said, no, we're not. Um, but I'm really excited. This week we're bringing our own product. So our first um, shipment's coming in this week. Um, I say I'm like a drug dealer. I got my first shipment of uh, marijuana coming. <laughs> coming in. coming this week. Yeah, yeah my first 10 kilos <laughs> of uh, medicinal cannabis coming in. I just, I'm really excited about it. We went out, we really did a lot of research. We wanted to find something that's going to really help people. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of research that goes behind that, uh, a lot of work that goes behind it. Um, you have the labeling, they have to come up with the branding and all that kind of stuff. Making sure you meet all the TGA requirements, which is a whole new thing that mm. you know I've been learning as well. Um, but I'm really excited to get that out to the market over the next few weeks um, and see how that goes and um, really see how much we can help people because um, a lot of people are suffering with PTSD, uh, pain, all sorts of different things that traditional medicine is not really helping them mm. and we're hoping that we can help them with this so um i've been working on that um what's that feedback feedback been like from that first thousand customers oh it's been great man like you know if you listen to the stories and what they're going through it can be really heartbreaking mm. i think you know um 
plant medicine is looked at like, oh, yeah, it's more recreational. Well, it's not. It's mm. There's so many benefits to it. And, um, when using the right way. 100%, mate. You know, using the right way, following the rules and procedures and processes, and, and you see the effect that it has on people, um, people with cancer, you know, that are suffering on a daily basis, you know. Um, it's just, it really, it fulfills you. Yep. It's really nice to be able to help. Mm. Um, so it was never really about a business. It was really about giving back. And that's what it's been about. And I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm no expert in medicinal cannabis, uh, far from it. Um, but I'm learning. Being someone like in your position who has reached, you know, obviously you, uh, your type of personality, there's always more to do and there's always more growing to have. But someone that's at the, the pinnacle of your industry in terms of broadband solutions, it'd be a cool feeling to, to almost be humbled back into going like there's so much to learn. And that'd be exciting, surely, showing up each day and knowing that, all right, I'm going to actually learn something today and grow. Yeah, that's so well said, 100%. And I'm learning and I'm struggling sometimes and I feel silly sometimes. I've got other answers. Uh, you know, I don't know different strains of medicinal cannabis. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? So just learning all these things. Mm. And I'm learning on the go. Um, but it's really exciting. And again, it's giving me that, um, it's giving me the juice back. Mm. You know, the hunger again. Yeah. Uh, I'm creating something. Um, so that's going really well. Um, with Broadband Solutions, again, um, we stopped probably two, three years ago and said, well, okay, we've done a lot in Australia in terms of the hotels. We look after probably 90%, if not more, of all the hotels in Australia when it comes to internet and data and telephony. So we thought, okay, we've kind of hit the ceiling. We looked at doing other industries and really, like, you can't be everything to everyone. So I always wanted to be an expert in a certain vertical, certain field and stick to that and be the best at that, not try and be anything to everyone and not be really great at it. Um, so over a year ago, we decided to expand into overseas. So we invested a lot of money on, inf on infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So moved our telephony infrastructure from our local uh, data centers to AWS globally. That required a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. So we finalized that 12 months ago. And then it was about time to bring my ace of spades on, which is one of my best friends that I worked, I've known for 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, that I competed against in business for a long time, that we hated each other for a while, we fought a lot, we became friends, stayed friends. And um, he's one of the most phenomenal people that I've ever known. He's the best best at what he does. No one comes close to him. Um, so I've brought him on now over the last probably eight months. And um, since then, we've had amazing results. Um, we've just won our, I think, 10th or 11th project overseas all over the world, New Caledonia, Guam, out of all the places, Singapore, Thailand, New Zealand, um, all sorts of different places where new hotels are opening. We are putting our phone system, which is based in the cloud, into the hotels. Um, exciting, requires a lot of different logistics in terms of having uh, partners overseas that roll out the solution for you because you obviously can't keep flying people to different places. Um, but also, it's a whole different uh, business model. Now we are forking out maybe, I don't know, four or five million dollars over five, six, seven projects and having to wait 90 days to collect our money. Yeah, so right. cash flow becomes an issue, something mm -hmm. that I've never experienced in 18 years of doing business because we've had such a great cash flow. Um, but it's great, you know. It's, it puts you under the pump, New makes challenges. you stop and look. Uh, no, not overspend. It's not all there to do whatever you want. So you have to slow down again, mm -hmm. kind of pulls your head in. Um, but it's going really well, mate. It's going really, really well. Um, Hopefully we'll win a deal in Japan soon, which will kind of 
really piss our competitors off even more. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to piss them off as much as we can. We're doing a great job at it here, but we want to do it overseas. Um, but yeah, let's and go so really well the, too. For the listeners, um, I know you briefly touched on it then, and yeah. I have a good understanding of it. But could you just uh, explain again, like broadband solutions, like the service that you're actually giving, yeah, just sure. so people have an understanding? So the best way to look at it is we are an internet service provider. So I don't know, I don't want to name my competitors and advertise their brands, but like a Telstra, Optus, you buy internet, but we sell internet and phones and Wi-Fi to just mainly hotels mm-hmm. and corporate businesses and education and some uh, healthcare, but mainly in hospitality. Um, and what we have done is we've built our own network and we've built our own phone system. So it was our code, we wrote the code, it's our product, we built it over the last 14, 15 years. It's certified globally by the biggest brands like Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, which means that every time these big global brands go for a tender, we're part of the tender process. Um, we seem to have a hit rate of 90 plus, plus percent at the moment because our product is just so much more superior compared to brands, which I won't name, that are multi, multi-billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because we just understand what we do quite well. And again, a lot of those big brands provide products for all different verticals. Mm-hmm. We specifically made it for hospitality. Um, we put it in the cloud before a lot of other people have put it in the cloud. Yep. We integrated with the billing system, with our wake up call system, all sorts of different systems. There's a lot of integration that's going into it. Yep. And again, it comes back to being the best at what you do in a certain vertical and not trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah, um, I love that. I'm sure if we try to do, compete against other verticals with them, they'll absolutely smash us, but we don't want to do mm. that. So we stick to what we know. That's such a good takeaway and a lesson that I um, took a while to learn within business is yeah. you know not trying to be the jack of all trades and the master of none. It's like... Mm. Pick your pick your niche and pick the thing that you really want to go harder and stick at it. I think something that a lot of people struggle with. I'm sure you see this yeah. and you get messages all the time, right? <laughs> These days, people start on an idea and they put in their idea of a lot of work, yeah. and yeah. it's like fucking six months, twelve months, <laughs> even a couple of years, and they get to the point and it's like, all right, well, now what do I do? And it's like wow. you fucking keep going and keep you going. just keep going and going and going and keep putting more work into that, but. You mentioned before um, with the medicinal cannabis, um, and again, like I know you so well, and I know how much of a giving and uh, caring person you are in terms of giving back in as many ways as you possibly can. But um, I think everyone listening would agree that not all people in the position that you're in are like that. And so for those that haven't heard our first couple of episodes, can you give some background on, I guess, why you have that in you and why you find it so important to give back and, and how you've kind of been molded into that type of person? I think it's because of um, your experiences in life. Uh, we experienced a lot of hardships. Uh, I came here as a 10-year-old from Iran as a refugee. I did. Um, I was locked up between the age of 10 and 12 uh, in a detention centre. Couldn't speak English. We had no family, no friends. So complete strangers coming to a whole new country, new culture, new religion, new people, new everything. Um, so it was a massive struggle for us. Um, you know, going to school, not being able to speak the language, getting picked on, getting bullied. Um, and then um, later on, still struggling with, uh, you know, with uh, my studies. I wasn't the best student at school. Um, so I know what it felt like to be the underdog or to be the person that always struggled. And, um, and throughout that journey, there were people that helped us example the church i remember the catholic church giving us our first tv which is a black and white tv with their doll 
Yeah. That was one of the most happiest moments of my life as a child. Um, being a Muslim, coming from you know different culture and religion, and, and seeing a different religion and different culture, and be so kindful and giving, it's just it just shows that it's got nothing to do with religion. Or not. It's just humanity. It's mm. nice to be nice to people, and when you feel how that feels firsthand to be given things, you know what the feelings like. So you want to reciprocate that to other people. You want to repeat that, and you want to bring that joy to other people's life when you can. Back on. Yeah, man, and it's an awesome feeling, you know. Today, before I came here, I did a talk to 150, 200 students who are from refugee backgrounds, you know. And when I stood up there, I looked around, it took me back 25 years to where I was. Mm. And one of the things, you know, the question they kept asking was, you know, how do you do this? You know, they had no self-belief. And it's just about, you know, this is the best country in the world, mate. You know, it, you just have to work hard. And this is what people don't understand. People, people get confused with what they see on social media. You know, everybody wants a fire. Everybody wants something beginning. Hey, I bought my first Rolex at the age of 40. Okay, I'm 45 years old. I didn't have a Rolex at the age of 40. Now I see 20 year olds wearing Rolexes and they don't have a house and they're complaining about their life and business. Well, fucking stop wearing a Rolex at 20 years old and go and put it into your business and do something with it, you know? Mm. Uh, it's just something people's priorities are wrong. Uh, and, and it's not their fault. Yeah. You know? It's very easy to get sucked into. And like, even myself, like, you know, there's been stages with whatever I've done. I'm like, oh my God, someone just made you know, $20 million on Bitcoin. I could have made that easy. I had all that money. Why didn't I do it? You know? Yeah. Um, Comparison. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just getting fear of missing out. And you're like, oh my God, why didn't I do it? Just kind of stick in your own lane, mate. Do your own thing and be happy, you know? Um, and yeah. going back to your first question, why I give back, that's why I give back. Um, and, you know, again, like I remember we, I couldn't, we couldn't pay my school fees. We couldn't afford my school fees, you know? We couldn't afford to buy books. So we used to go... Um, to a day where they had students from the past selling their books, they used to buy second-hand books, yeah. you know? Some of my friends used to steal some of those books because <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> even afford it. Um, but, you know, so now, you know, in the last five, six years, I've always had a scholarship where we give two or three students, um, actually, it's four students a year, we pay for their education. We don't give them the money, we pay the school fees, mm -hmm. and we pay for the books or whatever it is, capped to a certain amount. Um, because I know what it feels like not to be able to do it, and I feel I know what it felt like to rock up to school and get picked on because I was wearing you know sport two thousand shoes from Target instead of Asics from you know or yeah. or you know the Adidas shoes. Mm -hmm. So, so to answer your question, I think it's very important to go through hardship and experience it firsthand. Once you experience it firsthand, you know what it feels like, so you give back. Yeah, you can. Yeah, um, and it's a good feeling. And maybe you do it for your own selfish reasons sometimes. Yeah, I think the, the feeling of giving yeah, yeah. is far. It's, it is sometimes. I, I find that even myself, no matter how big or small the, the giving is, it's yeah. like, it is a selfish thing. It's like, I feel so good when I'm able to give yeah. back. And so yeah, why I go out of my way to give back. Yeah. 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 And I think as you grow older, you realise that you have choices. Um, and it's very important to give to the right people. Mm. And the worst thing you can do is have regrets the next day. And I've been through that a lot myself. Uh, growing up, you know, I uh, I came from having absolutely nothing to making a crazy amount of money in my 30s. Just remember, right, in my 30s, there's no Bitcoin. So what you see a lot of young kids doing well now, when I was making my money, that was not possible. There was not, not many young kids that. at the age of 30 doing what I was doing back then. So we talk about 15 mm. years ago, okay? So you're going to meet a lot of young kids now that are doing well. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. yeah? So let's put things in perspective. So for me, when I made all that money, you know, I started going out. I started experiencing life because I never did go out. I never experienced life. I was too busy just fucking building my business and everything else. Um, I made a lot of wrong decisions. I gave a lot of money, a lot of my time to a lot of people that didn't deserve it. Mm. 
And as you grow up and you grow older, you realize that money is just a tool. It's what you do with it. Like I always say, two things. Money doesn't change you. It just elevates who you are as a person. Mm. If you're a good person, you become a better person. If you're a shit person, you become a shitter person because you have given yourself the ability to talk and not yeah. keep it inside because you don't have to. So it's very important. People, money doesn't change. It just shows who your true colors are. It and I think also, it. yeah, man, it does amplify it. And second is that, um, you know, it allows you to give back. So it's a tool, but what do you do with it? You got to make yeah. the right decisions. Mm. It's very important because you have a responsibility to do the right thing by others in your family and all that. Yeah. So if you're taking away something and giving it to the wrong people, you're taking away from your yeah, children, yeah. your family. Yeah. That deserve it, mm-hmm. and you give it to the wrong people that don't deserve it, yeah. And that's a sin, and it's a very wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you learn that as you grow older that you really have to be very mindful of doing those things. Yeah, definitely. You you touched on it briefly before around um, seeing people these days probably focusing on the wrong things within business. I got a couple of questions for yeah. you, and I'm sure uh, many pe- you would get asked this often, but. For let's say young kid, it might not even be a young kid. Let's say it's absolutely anyone at the moment who is who is super inspired and motivated to to have an impact, but to build a business and let's say it's to make money, right? That's that's yeah. the goal for a lot yeah, of people. Usually, yeah. What do you, in your opinion, what is what's a skill set that someone should be focused on in order to get to that outcome of making money? Because I think people, as you said before, it's not even people aren't looking for the skill sets; they're looking for the shiny object, Bitcoin. Drop shipping, whatever it is, yeah. and it's like, what's popular now, quickest and what way. can I make yeah. the quickest amount of money? But in the end of the day, a lot of these things aren't skills. It's 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 a gamble, right? It's like going to the casino and yeah. putting thousand dollars on red or black. That's yeah. what it is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And so, in your opinion, what is a skill set, or maybe a number of skill sets that you would be prioritizing if you were someone right now that wants to start making money and build something for themselves? Number one, always be honest to yourself and others. That's you know something that comes with it. The number two thing is networking. Networking is the most powerful thing in the world. I built my business by networking. I never advertised. I didn't. I think the first advertising I did was the billboards two, three years ago. Yeah. It's the first advertising I ever did in my life. Um, I networked. I networked so well. I went and, you know, I didn't have friends that were just friends. All my friends were people that I did business with. So shit. 100%, man. And they're amazing people. I fucking love them. Yeah. They're actually really good people yeah. that are now my best friends. But originally, I met, you know, I hung around all the people at the hotels. When I did business with hotels, I would have the guys in the hotels all the time. Mm-hmm. And I found that actually amazing people and we ended up becoming friends. But for me, it was about networking, asking the right questions. And after networking, it was about always doing above and beyond. Even if it cost me money. If I said I was going to do something, I did it. Yeah. Even if it was at my cost, even if I calculated something wrong, even if I delivered a service and I thought the service was going to cost $2,000 a month and it cost me $3,000 a month, which meant I lost $1,000 a month, for example, hmm. I still delivered it. Yeah. I didn't question it yeah. because I looked at a longer-term uh, win, which meant like, if I had 10 sites, I'll make that money back and more. Yeah. I wasn't too short-sighted. I think that's another thing. People are very short-sighted. Hmm. Relationships, Short-term gratification. 100%, man. Long things come... Over time, man, good things come over time, long time. And you've got to be able to sacrifice for a long time. You know, if you think you're going to meet someone and they're going to make you something within a month or two or a year, it doesn't work like that. You've got to work away at it, mate. Mm. You're going to win their trust. You've got to show them that you're a good person. Yeah. 
And a lot of people struggle with that, man. You know, you meet people and you can't take them by fa- face value. Yeah. I was saying that, you know, time shows you everything. And as people get more comfortable with you, as they get to know you more, they let their guard down more. So they show more of themselves, mm. which you're not going to see in the first six or 12 months. Yeah. So if you really want to get to know someone, get to know them long term. And then two things will happen. They're either going to be the real OG and they're going to be an amazing person that you're going to love and do business with and be friends with for a long time, or they're going to show their real character and true colors, which you don't want to really deal with. Mm. So again, you know, it's your dignity and your, um, you know, your honesty and your networking and working hard. Those are like, I think they're common sense. Yeah. But what's common sense is not common sense anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, fuck, these things are things common that we're- Common sense is not common. It's yeah, not, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, these are things that we were taught as children. Yeah. By our parents, yeah. you know, respect. Yeah. Like, you know, I was at my mum and dad's yesterday and I was so tired. I just wanted to lay down. I still didn't lay down in front of my father. Like, I'm fucking 45 years old. I'm still finding a route to just lie down in front of my father and let, let, let open my legs and sit there. You know, in my culture, you don't do that. Yeah. You know, these are things that you're taught as a child, you know, and people just don't fucking get it, mate. And, you know, mm. I see the young generation that it just blows my mind. And having two daughters, it's just, I'm really trying hard to teach them the right way. But, you know, they're obviously going to associate with other kids from you know, yeah. their own age, from different families and different things. Um, but I think these things are very important. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school, but that's what I look for. Yeah. Like when I hire someone, I don't look for the best at that job. I look for someone that's honest and someone that is willing to do the job. And I'll teach them rather than someone that knows everything. Yeah. But it's just the character's not right. I, I might be getting this uh, story wrong, so please correct me if no, I'm wrong. Okay. But I, I, I remember once you told me... Um, when when we were when I was training you, you you told me this story once about how when you're looking to hire someone, it was I think it was two things. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. First one was you took them out to dinner at a shitty restaurant, yeah. and observed how they treated their staff, the wait <laughs> the waiters and the waitresses, yeah. which I absolutely loved. And the second one, which was even funnier, man, is when you told me that you took took them out for dinner and drinks, yeah. and said that they needed to be in the office the next morning at like seven or eight or whatever for for yeah. their next thing, um, and. You started to get him a little bit pissed and then yeah. you would I'll go really home pissed. and leave your credit card there yep. and say you guys can stay as long as you want yep. and see what they did. Yeah, and I mean, I, I thought that was fucking incredible. It's so smart, but it's uh, it's uh, wild to see someone's true character straight is, away. Mate. It is, mate, you know, and um, and I, I used to get him actually, try and get him absolutely really smashed, actually. <laughs> um, and I do that even with some friends when I meet them originally. Like, you have decisions in life. You have choices, okay? You have choices in life. No one forces you to do anything in life. Mm. It's like you throw all the lollies in front of a child and they want it all. And then if you take them all away, they start crying because oh, they, they don't know what to do anymore because they've had everything. Mm. With adults too, you can spread. We have a thing called software, which is like where you eat on the ground. They open like a table. Mm-hmm. You spread it with all the goodies and see what they do and how they behave. Yeah. So you know a man's true character of, I'm sure say man, female, man, same thing. Yep. If they can have anything they want and they say, well, I stand for something, doesn't mean I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And they got their priorities right. And a lot of people don't have their priorities right, man. They get, they get caught up in the moment. In the moment, yeah. Right? yeah. So if you're gonna get caught up in the moment over something like a drink or a fruit or something silly, how are you gonna get make decisions when you have to make hard decisions? When it matters. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No. You, you mentioned before even about the, um, you know, people wanting that instant success. I think Alex Hormozzi said something along the lines of like, so many people would rather go with the option of 
maybe, just maybe, and very unlikely, making a million dollars within the next three months yeah. instead of choosing the option of a guaranteed making a million dollars a year if you wait five years or something like that. Most people would choose the opposite and, and yeah, obviously more often than not, nothing eventuates of it because they just want that instant gratification. It's true and it's really sad to see. And I think, I think work ethics are dying, unfortunately. This whole work from home bullshit. Yeah. Man, I don't understand it. And you know what's happened to this society? Unfortunately, you can actually... I don't know what the word is, but you actually cannot... Like, we live in a, a, the most amazing country in the world. Free speech. But in reality, it's not actually really free speech because you really can't say anything you want to say. Not anymore. Because the backlash... So you should never hate on anyone. You should never hate on anyone's religion, yeah. sexuality, what they do, anything. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, you should never talk bad about it. That's wrong. But you should have an opinion that you don't agree with certain things. Yeah. So for example, I don't agree with people working from home. Yeah. But society and social media and what's out there, that they can take that and turn you into a monster. Yeah. For saying something like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. So where's the free speech? It's wild to me that like, I mean, realistically, what, whenever COVID was, three years ago, what, yeah. three, four years ago, if your boss said to you three, four years ago, hey, mate, you can just come in four days a week this week instead of five, you'd be absolutely cheering. You'd be like, I'm what an sure. absolute legend. Now yeah. it's like, if I have to come in any more days than three, then I'm out. It's ridiculous, it's true, man. It's I've crazy. had so many clients talking to me lately about their, the pushback they're getting from people just entitled and not coming into work. It's like, mate, if you don't want the job, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. And you can't say that because you get into trouble if you're saying <laughs> yeah. that. So that's even worse. Like, you know, yeah. to let someone go, you have to go through this whole process. Mm. And, and unfortunately... As a medium, small and medium-sized business, you have a lot of challenges. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of certain rules and things you have to follow, mm. which is good because it's there to protect a lot of people because you can get bad employees, From employers, yeah. 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 But sometimes it works really against you and it takes you off the focus of really running a business, you know what I mean, and mm. growing. Um, but it's, people are changing, man. Mm. What do you think of the, you know, I had uh, Dr. John Martini on the podcast a couple of times. In the first episode, uh, we talked about how your values determine your destiny, right? Yep. And so I know you're someone that's big on values. Um, and so I'm curious if you would be happy to share, like, what are the, the core values that you genuinely, truly believe in that have carried across to not only business, but just in life, in terms of friendships, you know, relationships, everything? Number one, man, you always got to, like I said before, you got to always uh, deliver. If you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. Mm. Follow uh, through with what you said you're going to do. 100%, man. If you don't deliver, you lose your credibility to yourself. Because you look in the mirror, you're responsible for yourself. When you look in the mirror, you can't lie to yourself. Yeah. Okay? So you always want to deliver, number one. I think on that one, just quickly, yep. I didn't drop, but that, that one... The other part of that is that as soon as you don't follow through with what you said you were going to do, not even just just disregarding other people to yourself, it's like the next time it's even easier. Easier. Open up Pandora's box, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly right. They said to so one person, "Why did you do this? How did you get into this thing?" They said, oh, "I did it once, and then it became normal." Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> it's right. Human nature, man. Yeah, once it works you do both it ways. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think yeah, it's very so. important. You know, I think it's very important to do that. And you got to show up when it, you got to be there when it matters. Mm. You got to be there for people, man. If someone needs you, mm. you got to be there for them. Um, you can travel the world. You can do a lot of things. But if your wife or your best friend or your kids call you, you have to be there. Mm. No matter what you're doing, there's certain times that everything has to come to a stop. Yeah, It's about getting your priorities right. I'm all for having fun. I'm all for having fun and everything. But you got to get your priorities right in life. Mm -hmm. If you don't get your priorities right in your family, 
and stuff. You're not gonna just gonna follow through to your business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gotta learn also to be sometimes just content and happy with what you have. There's always so much more. Mm. And a lot of people don't, don't, don't agree with that. They go, oh, you become lazy when you feel like that, then you lose your drive. But what about the other side? There's always someone better looking than you, someone richer than you, someone stronger than you in a different room. Mm. So you, all you're doing is going from room to room. You go from some you know room of millionaires to billionaires to choose. You know what I mean? Or just yeah. when does it stop? Yeah. When does it stop? And what does it matter if you don't enjoy, enjoy any of that journey anyway? 100%. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't mean you lose your drive. Yeah. You continue to drive. But you, you got to sometimes just say, you know what? I am happy mm. with what I have. Mm. I can't buy a jet. I can rent a fucking jet. Yeah. I can't buy a yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can rent it whenever I want. What does it fucking matter? Yeah. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that sometimes you have to slow down mm. and be happy with what you have. Yeah. And I think those things that are still in you from your parents... And the last thing is gratitude, man. I don't know you're big on that. Mm. You know, I remind my kids a lot of that. I remember when I used to ask my mom for McDonald's, she goes, I'm fucking making McDonald's. Like, but mom, I want a hamburger. Please take me to McDonald's. Yeah. She goes, no, no, you're not going to McDonald's. You couldn't afford it. She used to make me a burger. I'm like, but that's not the same. <laughs> She's like, that's the same. <laughs> that's all there is to it. You know, we used to go on a trip once every two years, if we were lucky, to go into an interstate trip. Mm. You know, I had one toy. I had a Transformer toy. I still have that toy, man. It's like a red yeah. car. Yeah, man. Like, you know, that's it. When we came here, I used to go to Woolworths or Safeways, whatever they call them now, and they had matchbox cars with a dollar back then mm. in 90, 90, 91. I used to beg my mom for one. I used to get one maybe every two weeks, you know, if you will. Mm. Um, so I remind my kids a lot of how lucky and blessed they are to fly fucking first class and, mm. and to sit in the cars that they sit in to go to the schools that they go to. It will, in my wildest imagination, I would have never thought, you know, mm. I'd be in a place to give that to my kids. But what I try and teach them is that they have to have gratitude and understand how lucky they are mm. and how blessed they are to have that. Mm. Someone had to sacrifice for them to have that. Yeah. And they need to, you know, like I don't, I don't know if I told you this before, but they come to the office every Saturday and clean the office every Saturday. Yeah. Right? So. Learn the value of hard work. Yeah, man. And it humbles you, man. It brings yeah. you down. Otherwise, you become a shit person, man. You think you're entitled to things. Mm. Entitlement is the worst thing in life. I, f- I don't like two things, entitlement and arrogance. Arrogance and entitlement are very ugly things to have. Mm-hmm. You know? I think you kind of answered this next question in what you said just then, but I always wondered, like, is it hard to find the balance? Like, Because when you look at your kids now, right, you think to yourself, I've worked my ass off to put myself in a position to give them the life that, you know, I always wanted or the life that they deserve and the life that I want to give them. But at the same time, I need to make sure that they don't, as you said, turn arrogant or entitled or take any of it for granted. So is that hard to have that balance? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need your wife to kind of (laughs) balance you out or your partner, your husband or wife, doesn't matter which one. You need someone to balance you out because it is hard because you haven't had it. So you want to give it to them? Yeah, yeah. And then you need someone to say, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, this is, you know, setting a good example. Yeah. <laughs> so it is really hard because you want them to have what you don't have. But again, you got to slow down and stop and think, yeah, I know my heart wants to do it. Mm. But my brain tells me that I'm not setting a good example. Yeah. And I think um, when it comes to love, we go from a heart. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to business, it's all brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes heart, but all brains mainly. When you go with your heart in business, you fucking fail. Um, because you're too giving and you're giving to the wrong people. Mm. But um, sometimes you've got to stop and think and slow down. 
I think we're getting a little bit off topic, but I want to share this. Like, as an entrepreneur, when you start, it's just go, 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 go. You're making decisions, you're kicking goals, you're fucking winning everywhere. Whatever you touch turns to fucking gold, man. Yeah. And then as you grow your business, because you've set your mind to that way for the last five, six years, you think that's the way to be. But as you grow, it's the total opposite way. You gotta slow down. Mm. You gotta sleep on decisions. Mm. You gotta think more. Because one bad decision can destroy your whole empire. Yeah. And I've seen it happen. You know, I had a, I had a couple of great friends that I looked up to growing up. They built the internet company worth that was turning over a hundred million dollars a year. They made one bad decision over a SIM card. They thought, you know, average call minute was gonna be three minutes. But the profile of the customers on right because they're all the customers that are on the phone for more than longer than that, mm. and that said their business broke because of that one bad decision. That's that broke. Yeah, man, selling broke. They went to zero because they sold to someone else, which I won't name who. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to abide by the changes that they wanted to change. They said, "That's how much you sold it to us. You kept it. You said it's unlimited, so it's unlimited." And they hoped two minutes, three minutes was a thing, but it was ten minutes. So those extra minutes cost them more money, and they're selling as unlimited. So it's just. One bad decision. Mm. And these are the guys that I used to look up to growing up. They're one of the reasons why I started my business. I'm like, fuck, I want to yeah, be like yeah, these yeah. two. They're so cool, you know? The stakes are so much higher at it that It is, point, man. Yeah. And same thing in your life, in your personal life. Yeah. So more and more I learned that you don't have to say yes at that moment. You don't have to make a decision. Mm. You just have to stop. Even with your kids and stuff. Yes, you want to give them everything? Okay, yeah, I do want to give them everything. Fuck, that's who we are. You know, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. Maybe not a good thing to do. So yeah. you got to learn to stop yeah, and think. Slow down a bit. Slow down a bit. And yeah. I think that affects a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, especially, again, like, because that's how they think with business. They start living their personal life like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they start making um, decisions on the go. Irrational decisions. Irrational. Yeah. But it's not coming from a bad place. Oh, yeah, yeah let's yeah. have a big night. Yes, yeah, yeah. let's have a big night. Yeah. Yes, because they're always, if they do something, they do 150%. Yeah. Then they go 5, 10%. Yeah. Fuck, let's have a big night. Before you know, the, the big night cost them $20,000. They didn't go home for two days. Fuck, yeah. well, big night. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 the business is suffering because the brain's not there for the next three <laughs> days. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. So again, it's about having to stop mm. and analyzing. You gotta analyze it. You know, you gotta yeah. process it yeah. with all those decisions. Yeah. And I think if you do that, you. You make the right decision. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I talk about that a lot, even on like a smaller scale, even with my clients, like yeah. even from the mindset and personal development side of things. Like so many people have stimulus, reaction. Oh. But if you can get better at having stimulus, space, reaction, then at least the reaction is intentional. And even if you make, you're still going to fuck up and make bad decisions, <laughs> but at least you've actually put thought to in the first place. That's so true, Danny. Yeah. I love that. You know, And I used to do that a lot as a kid. And when I started fucking killing it, I, I kind of lost that because I was just like. Mm. And when I hit, I think, you know, I'm 45 now. And when I hit my 40s, I started evaluating my life a lot. I'm like, well, I can't do that anymore. Mm. Got to slow down. Got to really think about the decisions that I'm making. Yeah. It affects not just me, but a lot of other people. Mm. I'm responsible for nine people in my life. So those nine people will suffer on top of my staff, which is way more. Yeah, yeah. But main nine people that are close to me that are my family. So yeah. every decision I make, will have a ripple effect for those nine people. So every time you make that decision, you gotta put yourself in the issues that yeah. if you fuck up, how would it affect them? What effect does it have on them? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, man. What um I'm I'm curious, what has been um uh, this is probably obviously more a materialistic thing, right? 
I would imagine, like, when someone looks from the outside in now and goes, all right, Bash has just bought a new Rolls, he's just bought a new Lambo, a new Ferrari, whatever. When you, when you put it into perspective, so let's say someone's sitting at home looking at Instagram that hasn't reached that level of success, like, they see that and they go, that would be the fucking greatest moment of my life. Yeah. But <laughs> when you have your perspective where you've, you've been doing these things for a period of time now and, and whatever, it's got to be different. And so I'm interested to hear from you, like, what was the purchase that you made that was that gave you the most satisfaction and fulfillment because i'm imagining it would have been a long time ago and it wouldn't have been as expensive as some of the shit you're doing now but it would have meant a lot more my first tag tag watch i always loved tag i didn't even know what rolex was when i was in my was that 25 yeah. choices yeah there yeah, you go bro it was it. a tag <laughs> yeah man three and a half thousand dollars i paid for it yeah. <laughs> i saw it on a on a gentleman his name was luke uh luke mckinnon he was the head of network and operations in where I used to work. And I used yep. to think he was the coolest bloke. Yeah. And I saw that tag once. I'm like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my when I kicked one, 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 one of a couple of my main pro, uh, contracts when I started my business, I rang every fucking store, watch store in Melbourne, trying to get the <laughs> best deal, bro. <laughs> I tried to get at least a hundred bucks off because every dollar counted, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that I still have that watch. I actually gave that watch to my dad. Um I actually gave it to him as a present not long ago because um, he meant a lot to me and I wanted to give it to someone that meant a lot to me. Mm. Um, so I gave it to my dad. Um, other than that, I um, always loved cars, man. Yeah, I remember jumping on my dad's lap every morning and starting the engine for him and okay. putting it to first gear because it used to be manual cars back then. Um, and I had we had no money. So when all my friends had VL Commodores, which was like the big thing back then, had a shitty fucking brown Sigma station wagon, you know? <laughs> I used to get to a nightclub warehouse, which is the biggest nightclub on Wednesday nights. That's the place to be. If yeah. I ever picked up a girl, I used to fucking catch a cab because I was so embarrassed yeah. to fucking yeah. get in that car with them, you know? <laughs> it was embarrassing. Um, so I always loved cars and I always wanted to have them, but I didn't have the money, man, like, you know? So yeah. I had to work really hard to be able to get it. And um, my first car was a KN diesel, which I thought, wow, well, fuck, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but my first special car, was a 488 Ferrari. Um, and I remember buying that car. It was just, it was just unreal. It didn't feel real. Mm. You know, I've had nine new Ferraris since then and they've never felt the same. No. None of them have felt the same. You know, mm -hmm. I bought probably over 20 cars and all sorts of different cars, but never ever did I get the feeling of that first Ferrari that I bought. Yeah. And I manifested that, man. I remember I went to LA for a conference and um, I went to rent a Range Rover and a friend of mine, it was a 458 Spider there. Never been in a fire in my life, mm. right? And they said to me, why don't you rent that? I said, how much has it got? Two and a half thousand a day. I'm like, oh, fuck, that is so much money. I'm not going to They go, you can blow money on dinners and lunches and all this shit. Just fucking rent yeah, it. Yeah. What's the big deal? I, I look at the way you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I took that advice and... I didn't go to the conference for two days. I just drove that car around <laughs> Malibu. <laughs> I was at Malibu. I drove it everywhere. Made a film clip and everything. I still have that. Yeah. Um, but it was the best feeling in the world, man. Yeah. I felt free. I felt free as a bird. I actually switched off for the first time in my life. When I was driving that car. You know, flow state. Yeah, man. I was somewhere else. And yeah. with me. Yeah. I don't fucking switch off. Yeah. I'm constantly, like yeah. I'm talking to you now, I'm thinking about 10 different things at the same time, right? Yeah. So for me, it was so special. It was such a great feeling. And when I came back to Australia, I thought, you know what? Fuck it, I'm buying myself a Ferrari. 
and the 488 was the newest model. Yeah. And I bought that. Um, yeah, man. So that's, that's amazing, the question. Bro. That was my, yeah. On that topic of, you know, spending big money, right? And yeah. this is all relative depending on who, on, on what people's financial um, yeah. position is in. Do you have any advice like do you, like from your past experiences in terms of as your success started to climb up and you know all of a sudden the expenses start going up and you're <sighs> starting to look at things like Ferraris and, and even like properties and all that type yeah. of stuff. Do you have any advice for people listening at the moment that you would that you could give that would help people I mean, this is obviously not financial advice for anyone no, fucking no, listening, no. but like advice for people to how to actually prioritize where they're putting their money. Like, it's like let's say you've got a, a business that's growing, but at the same time you are starting to make good money to put yourself in a position to do nicer yeah. things and, and all the rest of it. So do you have like a, I don't know, like a general rule in terms of like allocation and how you figure all that out? No, unfortunately I don't. Um, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking lie. I'm not going to tell you what everyone wants to hear. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, I had a number of properties before I bought anything. So for me, property. Before you bought, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought my first property for three hundred twenty thousand dollars. I went halfies in my wife mm-hmm. with fifty thousand dollars each deposit. After work, I used to go there, and she used to pull out all the potatoes and stuff the old Italian lady had in the garden. And I used to get this steam machine, which was this square, this big, and I used to put it on the wall and pull out the wallpaper. <laughs> you know? And we had no money, so we renovated that place ourselves. I'm a fucking terrible handyman, so <laughs> fuck, you know. Um, um, but we still have that house. I've never sold a That's property awesome. in my life. I've never sold one. You've never sold one? No, i never sold yep. any property. No, man, I'm a fucking hoarder. I feel like I'm <laughs> a fucking loser, you know. I struggle to sell other things, let alone that. Um, but for me, it was really important to get a property under my belt. And, like, times have changed, man. Yeah. There's other things you can do now. I'm talking about, like, you know, 25 yeah, yeah. years ago, like, you know. So um, for me, it was very important to do that. And for me, it was about getting the balance right because you work hard to enjoy life but just remember one thing and you really don't think about this as you make money you forget this and then when you go for a long drive maybe one day to Sydney you decide to drive to Sydney you go a long drive you start thinking oh fuck what's happening in my life you know man it's crazy how your expenses go up without you realising it right oh, yeah. so people don't realise okay now, now like you know seven cars the insurance alone is like $100,000 a year for example then you think, oh, fuck, now I have to have personal insurance for my life insurance. Now I have to have injury insurance. I have to have business insurance. I have to have this insurance. Now I live in a fucking so much house that I have to pay for this. I have to pay for all these land taxes. I have to pay this, this. And you stop it and go, oh, what the fuck? I used to live on $27,000, man. What the fuck happened to my life? Yeah. So you don't want to become a slave of that lifestyle yeah. because you can quickly, without you thinking about it, you know, mm. I'm talking about people that do proper work, okay? Yeah, so course, yeah. we, don't, we don't have cash. I don't go and pay cash for my cars and stuff, okay? So yeah. that's not how it works with me. And yeah. people, people always think, oh my God. And I want to really get this across. It's very important because there's a misconception out there with people, okay? People think that, you know, you have six, seven luxury cars. You have all these nice things. Um, number one, they're entitled to some of that shit that you have. And why not? Like, oh, why can't I have some? Yeah. And number two, they think, oh, you know, you go out one night. Oh, I haven't seen you for two months. Okay, well, I have to work. I think what people don't understand is that those things belong to the bank. You have to work hard for them. Yeah. You have people that you have to answer to yeah. in your business. Yeah. Right? People forget that, right? People think that, you know, everything just paid for cash. I'm, I'm not a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run that kind of a business, you know. It would have been fucking pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, you got to show up every day because mm. all of those things can disappear. Yeah. You don't work. You don't show up. Mm. You don't hustle. You don't fucking break your back. 
all gone. Yeah. And people don't understand that because they have this misperception that, oh, it's all done, you know? Mm. So it never stops, man. Mm. You always got to fucking work. Yeah. yeah? You got to always work. You got to work hard. You got to break your back. You're responsible. Mm. And that's a lot to take on your shoulders, man. Imagine mm. when you're responsible for so many people yeah. and so many bills. And who do you who do you have to go to? Nobody. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. Mom and dad, they're not going to give you a cent. They don't have money. They did. They give it to you. Yeah. I don't know, you're very similar to me. We can't ask people for anything. Yeah. We have massive egos. Yeah. It's shit to have that ego, but it's good because that's the ego that pushes us to become who we are. But at the same time, it's so shit because we'd rather die than ask for help. Yeah. It's fucked up, I don't know. I'm working on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to ask a mate for a drink or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> um, but I think it's, um, you gotta really be mindful of your lifestyle because it could quickly add up without you realizing it. Yeah. And, Sometimes you're so caught up in it that you stop having normal fun. That's what I was just about to say. It's got to get to the point where you've got to ask yourself the question, all right, all this stuff I'm doing, all the stuff I've got, is it for my fulfillment or is it because I feel now I'm doing this to, to keep up this perception oh, you have of, to do of, it. of who I am? Yeah, or, or you have I'm to do it because yeah. it just comes normal. Yeah. Like, you know, and the last three days before we started, I had the best fun, man. Yeah. I spent time with my family. We had a barbecue. Yeah. We went for a walk. Yeah. We went to Fat Slum and the girls. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Just basic stuff. Yeah. Kids don't understand what yeah. it's fucking Royce Royce or Lamborghini. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. They might sound cool. They don't care. Yeah. They want your presence. Yes. They want your company. Mm. Your real friends, you know this, man. You can go anywhere with your real friends. You know, if people yeah. don't know me well, yeah. I love fucking kebab. Yeah. <laughs> Take me to a Turkish restaurant. Yeah. And I'll be the happiest boy in the world. <laughs> I go to fancy restaurants. I don't even really eat the food, man. I just drink the tequila because I'm so yeah. fucking bored. You know, just give me more tequila. I can't get through this. <laughs> but it's just about simple things, yeah. you know. And yeah. that's what matters. And I think we get so consumed. Mm. Like when you're young, you have something to prove. I did. Yeah. I never felt good enough. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that. You know, I never felt good enough. I always thought I was not worthy mm-hmm. because. I was from a different religion, from a different country. My skill sets in terms of my language skills and how I spoke wasn't so proper. Yeah. You know, I was looked down because maybe I was a wog. I don't know what he was. Like, what about, like, you know? Yeah. I, I never felt good enough. So I always thought, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll show you yeah. that I am fucking good enough. Yeah. All right? And that pushed me to create what I created. Mm. But... You gotta, as you grow older, you gotta learn that, you know what? You got nothing to prove to anybody. Yeah. And I think that comes with age. Yeah. And the people that you have things to prove to, they're not the right people. They should never be around yeah. you, man. Because your real friends will love you for you. Mm. And your real friends, and you're not perfect. Yeah. I always say perfect is boring. I don't wanna hang around anyone that's perfect. It's fucking yuck. Like, no how boring would be? Anyway, like, yeah. oh, fuck it. Everything's so yeah. proper, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it's like, you look for certain traits in a person. As long as they have a good heart. Yeah. And they do the right things. You go, you know what? Okay, you might do a few things wrong. I don't give a fuck. I love you because I know you're a good person. It never comes from a bad place. So just find good people in life and do simple things. And life is so beautiful. And don't get consumed by all this shit, man. Yes, if you can afford it, you can do it. And it drives you and everything. Mm. And if some other people have different factors that drives them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. But for me, like... Honestly, like, mate, like, it's nice to have nice things, and I'm very blessed, but I fucking worked hard for it, mate. Yeah, of course. No one yeah. gave it to me. 
Mm-hmm. No one gave me a cent. Yeah. I never had investors. Yeah. I can have people go and raise money, capital. None of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my own fucking money, mate. Yeah. I worked at a coffee shop. I did three jobs. I did all the shit that I had to do to support my business when mm-hmm. I started my business, you know? There was none of that shit. There's no fucking handouts. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. It's fulfilling. But at the end of the day, what does it really matter? Like, you know? As long as you're actually happy. Yeah, yeah, and happiness yeah. can be so simple. Happiness, yeah, can be so simple. I sound like a Dalai Lama now. Fucking Dalai Lama, but fuck Bash, uh, Bash, to wrap this to wrap this up, man. I'd love to know when it's a, when everything's all said and done. Yeah, what do you uh, the people that you care about most, the people that mean the most to you? Like, yeah. what what impression do you hope that you leave on them and the way that they remember you once it's all done? I think that um, they see that I tried my best. That I tried my best. Um, far from perfect, but I tried my best. And um, I will always try and improve myself and become a better person. So in the last um, few weeks, I I really wanted to, I'm turning 46 in two weeks' time, so I thought to myself, I never have New Year resolutions, I don't do any of that shit. But for me, I'm going to go back to faith. So I've decided that I'm going to pray five times a day, which is something that I haven't done for probably 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Actually, 30 years, because I used to pray when I was, years old I was a yeah. young boy I used to pray five times a day and um, for me I'm going to go back and do things that are going to help me and fulfill me and make me a better person and they're going to make me slow down and realise how blessed and lucky I am so for me it's about if I can be a better role model for my kids um, that's what I want I want people to say you know what he tried his best to be a better human being Everything he did, he gave it his best shot. He was not perfect, far from it. But he was a good human and he gave back more than what he took. So I think that's very, very important for me. If I can do that, maybe I'll come back again. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant, brother. Mate, I, I appreciate your time so much. And um, uh, I'm so glad we connected many years ago. And um, I'm stoked to have you back in here today again, man. And I, I hope for everyone who's either been listening or watching to this episode today that you've really enjoyed it and taken away plenty of value. Um, I'll have the links to all uh, Sam's socials and his businesses and stuff in the show notes. But if you have enjoyed this, we'd love for you to share this episode with someone that you care about, grab a screenshot, share it on your social media or just send a link to someone. Um, the more people that can hear this, the better we can add more value to more people's lives. And we appreciate you tuning in. And Bash, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, man. Thank thanks you. so much. <laughs>